Hello and welcome back to the Keeper Lit Podcast with me, your host, Tara Gallagher. Okay, so hello, you got a solo episode today. We're going to talk about the scales um, and why they fluctuate so much and also how you can basically measure and monitor your progress throughout your fitness journey or throughout your fat loss or your muscle gain journey, right? So let's first of all talk about the scales. The scales fluctuate, okay? The scales are not the only measurement of progress and for some unbeknownst reason to me, we are all obsessed with how much we weigh, but I feel like it's only a personal obsession that we have with it because at the end of the day, like if you seen Bold told you how much he weighed, you wouldn't be like, oh my God. Or you wouldn't look at your friend or your mom or your sister and be like, how much do you weigh and compare yourself to them? Whereas we're so hard on ourselves to say how much we weigh. Like there's no metric out there that you'd be like, oh, they're that weight. I need to be that weight. I think it's more related to like the size of clothing. So you want to be like a size eight or a size six or a size 10. But no one's ever like, I want to be 61.5 kilograms, right? And obviously that's good because we don't want to compare ourselves to anyone. But I don't know why we're so obsessed with the scales. I guess it's just like growing up being like the scales, if the scales go down, then that means you're making progress, right? But that's not always the case. And it is, and I will say, a great measure of progress if you can detach from them and you don't get triggered by them. But most people do get triggered by them. So this podcast is not only going to empower you to maybe look at other methods of progress, also like teach you to take the power back from the scales and realize that it's totally normal for your scale weight to fluctuate. What you want to see specifically if you are either you know, losing or gaining weight is a trend over time. So if you're gaining weight and you're trying to gain muscle and trying to gain weight, what you want to see is a trend over time going up. And the the opposite is true for say fat loss. You want to see a trend over time going down, right? So I'll talk about all the reasons why your scales will fluctuate. Okay. So I need you to remember these whenever the next time you step on the scale and you go into panic mode, what has maybe happened, right? Now, whilst I say you want to see a trend over time going down or going up, that's what you want to see. But day to day, what it will really look like is down, 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 up, 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 down, 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 up, up, down, 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 up, 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 down, 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 up, down, up, down, up, down. That's the way the scales, for example, for fat loss will look. It's totally normal. So what you want to do then is take like a weekly average and be like, right, I weighed myself every single day at the same time. This is what it was. On average next week, I did the same thing, but I dropped on average down. Now, some days went up, some days went down, but on average, I went down. That's how you know you're going to drop body fat. But there's a few things to remember here. First of all is if your goal is potentially, I'm going to talk about fat loss here as a, as the measure of progress, by the way, for anyone listening. But um, if, for example, you are trying to go through body recomposition, so you're trying to essentially drop body fat while simultaneously build muscle, you need to remember for a lot of people who are maybe not in a larger body and have a, a larger amount of body fat, some people will get to the point where, they don't really see a change in the scales at all because they're dropping body fat. So by the way, you're not gonna like convert body fat in the muscle, that's not how it works. You drop body fat while simultaneously building muscle, right? So if you drop two pounds of body fat but gained two pounds of muscle, yes, your physique would look smaller because muscle is physically smaller, but it weighs the same. So remember that the next time you're like why the fuck is this happening if you're like lifting really heavy and getting stronger in the gym and you see all that progress coming and you can see the muscle popping etc that's another inclination to say okay hey maybe it's body recomposition now that's not the case for everyone but for a lot of people or who are in that boat where they're like 
I'm trying to drop body fat, but also build muscle at the same time. And like are training very hard. They're not going to see big jumps down in the scale the same way that somebody else might, especially for those people who are in slightly larger bodies who have more body fat on them. They'll have more body fat to lose. So the weight will come down more. So that's why when some people say like, oh my God, they lost 10 kg. You also don't know where they started out. You know, sometimes they might've started at 110 kg and they got down to 100 kg. These are just reference points, by the way. Just bear those things in mind when you're comparing yourself to somebody else, okay? um so now that i've told you what you want to do is is over time see a trend you need to realize that it's normal for them to go up and down every single day so body recomposition can be a reason that you don't see differences in the scale or you might even see a slight increase now not always but quite often um but then also there are other reasons why you'll see fluctuations so first of all if you weighed yourself in the morning and then later on in the day like throughout the day, you would say, oh my God, my scale weight is going up during the day. You might panic being like, I'm putting on weight. No, what you're doing is eating food and food weighs something. So like if you had a physical apple in your hand, right? And you stood on the scales with it outside of your body, it would mean that you're holding on to, you're literally physically holding more weight, right? And then if you put it inside of your body, it's no different. You're still going to put it in you're still going to add on weight to the scales because you just put something in there. So remember that, okay? Obviously, over time, you'll digest it, you'll break it down, you'll excrete it by energy, you'll also go to the toilet and excrete the, the rest of it there, etc. And if you're maybe consuming too many apples, you will hold on to it, right? Um, in the form of storing maybe potentially body fat. Um, there's a variety of processes. Now, I'm not going to get into the, the, the apple point of view, but <clears throat> what I'm saying is, is you need to remember that if you weighed yourself on a Tuesday morning at 9 a.m., and then the next way and you did was a Friday at 4 p.m. The weigh-in's not going to be as accurately representative because it's highly likely that you've eaten throughout the day on the Friday, whereas you didn't eat on the Tuesday morning. The best time of day can, is the most consistent time of day that you can weigh. So I would say if you're able to weigh first thing in the morning after you've gone to the toilet before you've eaten anything, if you're going to weigh yourself and if that fits into your schedule. Now, if all you can do is weigh yourself at 6 p.m. in the evening after you've eaten, as long as it's consistent, it doesn't actually really matter either. Um, I know some people would shove it down and be like, you have to do that. But as long as it's consistent, then it's a good benchmark to compare to. The only issue is if you try to do it at like Tuesday morning versus Friday at four is the difference in the amount of food you'd probably eaten that day and the amount of times you've gone to the toilet and what you drank, etc. So bear that in mind. If you're going to do it, try and be as consistent as you can with the time, the place and the environment. Also, other things that can play on this is the scales that you use. So for example, if you wait at your house and then you wait at your boyfriend's house, it's going to give you different readings because every scale is slightly different. You could literally do that as a test to show you like, okay, that actually makes sense. So I would also recommend as best as you can to use the same scale um because they're all slightly different they're all slightly inaccurate as well um but then it's just a benchmark to go off your inaccuracies for um which is a really good thing to do as well some people forget that because they'll go in like maybe to their parents house and be like oh my god and then like right go home and use your own scale and then see how it goes from there and then they go back and it's it's the same and you're like i'll see and there was no need to panic but people don't know those things so that's a good one to remember as well the other things to remember is so this is more like why the scales fluctuate on a daily average if you're using the same scales and you're doing it at the same time, et cetera. Like if you were doing all those things, like now we're gonna move on to why maybe you will see fluctuations daily. So um, first of all is salt or sodium intake. So the amount of salty foods you've maybe eaten or maybe even link into that how dehydrated you are. I'll talk about that one in a second. But if you eat more salt, 
more salt more sodium or whatever um your body will hold on to more water molecules to balance out that salt essentially increase in your body so you'll hold on to more water molecules meaning you'll hold on to more water weight so this is a lot to do with water retention and not actually physical weight so bear that in mind going forward and what i'm going to talk about here is the fluctuations commonly in your body um or in your scale weight is water retention aka water weight not body fat okay so it's reasons that the water and um, balances in your body go up and down for a variety of reasons so salt is the first one carbs this is the second one so water um or sorry carbs hold on to water molecules and they hold on to a little bit more water molecules than say um protein would um and the reason Oh, well, there's not the reason for that. That's literally the biochemistry of it. Um, that then means that if we eat something that's higher in carbs, which is also quite commonly, not always, but also can be hand in hand with higher in salt. So for example, a chippy, um, you will see that there's an increase in the scale weight because you're holding on to more water, right? Um, the same with dehydration. So dehydration is obviously you're not having enough water, but your body likes homeostasis. Your body likes to be at a certain level. So whenever it's like, oh, she's actually not hydrating me, it holds on to the water molecules that are there because it's like feast or famine vibes. I'm going to hold on to survival of the fittest and keep the water molecules there because I'm not getting them elsewhere. You might think, oh, I'll dehydrate myself and I'll drop on the scales, but that's not always what happens. Sometimes it's an imbalance in your um, levels and then your body holds on to more water molecules so bear that in mind as well and um, so that can also cause it to fluctuate the other thing is the time you ate the food so for example if you're weighing in so uh, quite commonly most people's lowest weigh-in would be a friday morning after they've had a very consistent monday to friday um and they've hit their protein they're going really well they've got their step counts they're doing everything right they weigh in on a friday morning hey presto lowest weigh-in shit it's monday morning i've gained four pounds again but what has happened over that weekend is that they weren't consistent they ate foods that are that they normally wouldn't have ate monday to friday they maybe went out for um you know like dinner or they went out for drinks and dinner because also alcohol causes dehydration and also can fuck with the electrolytes aka the salt balances in your body can make you hold on to more water weight again water weight not body fat um and yeah they can all cause you to hold on to more water weight right the other thing is so that sorry that was the time you ate at, at night so that could be because you did eat late the night before you had a chippy the night before or could be just because you genuinely had your own dinner the night before and um, quite late nor later than you normally would have it also could be that um the type of food so for example if you ate later than normal you had more salt in that meal and you also had more carbs in that meal and you maybe didn't drink it with a glass of wine that'll also cause you to hold on to more water weight you know those things all need to come into um play there alcohol i touched on i said the type of food so the salt the carbs in the food that doesn't mean carbs or salt are bad this is just something to be aware of your hydration for females as well your menstrual cycle will also cause you to hold on to more water weight because of the hormonal imbalances there that's very common that's why we feel very um bloated and can feel a bit lethargic in ourselves 
Um, that's also the time that we tend to have terrible body image and are very hard on ourselves. Also, our performance is usually impacted. We get higher cravings. We then think the world is ending. And then 48 hours after our period comes, we feel like superwoman again. So once you know that, you can be aware of that and you can have your own techniques to balance that out and you can go forward from there. So know that as well. That's We hold on to more water weight around our periods. It's not that you've gained a ton of weight as well. And if you know that and you're constantly, like literally, not everyone, by the way, this is not everyone, but a lot of people will experience this. A lot of people who are on a, say, a 28 day cycle. So let's say a four week cycle. Um, three weeks will be absolutely fine. And then the one week before their period, they might see that their weight stabilizes. I always say on average, obviously you wanna see a trend of fat loss the week before your period, specifically certain people after you kind of get to, to know how their bodies work. Some people's weight will literally stay stagnant or increase on that week and then it will drop right back down again. And that's just how their bodies work. So knowing what your body is capable of and how it kind of works is good. So that's why not just on average for like one or two weeks, you want to see averages over weeks and weeks to come down and also compare to the months before to see how you felt, what cravings you had, did you find that your weight increased that that month before your period did that happen the next month can you compare and um, all those things come into play there also around our periods we tend to crave higher carb food which again makes us hold on to more water weight we tend to um, crave more like chocolate more sweets more higher salty foods processed foods that's just what we crave a lot of the time we give into that craving we give our body what they're asking for and then we end up seeing the scales increase and then we panic because we're like oh my god I'm wrecked, I'm exhausted, I'm training terribly, I've gained weight and I've tried this out. It's not working, but really it was the week before your period. And then when you know that, you can make even calmer decisions around that situation. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, gals? Um, but yeah, that is a multitude of reasons as to why the scales will fluctuate. I hope that it makes sense to you. I hope that it breaks it down a little bit simpler. I'm sure the bodily processes of why you physically hold on to the water weight are a lot more complex than me just giving out the spiel there now but that's not the point the point is is that we understand what's going on in our own bodies and we can rationalize it at the same time like i said whilst the weight will fluctuate up and down daily what you want is to see that trend over time for fat loss for it to overall come down or the opposite for a calorie surplus you're going to see it over time go up um, and then bear in mind that if you are someone who trains really heavy um, and are new even to resistance training and you're gaining more muscle and you're dropping body fat you might see instead of it going down over time you might see the weight kind of you know going down and then plateauing and then maybe going up a little bit and then plateauing but the point is just that you're not plateauing you're doing a body recomposition so those are all things to bear in mind and um, other ways to what do you call it monitor your progress is pictures are fantastic i know people don't like pictures because they're like constantly look at them what i would recommend is if i have clients who do share pictures with me obviously i never share their photos without consent i actually don't even know if I've, i think i maybe once or twice shared photos on instagram of clients i just think there's so much more behind it and actually i shared a post last night and i said um what do you call it like you might get or let me read it actually let me let me get it for you guys hang on sometimes when i'm doing this i feel like um really bad because you're sitting in the background waiting on me to talk um but so oh, tara come on oh my god okay so it says a good coach is someone you might get frustrated with at times because your results may take longer but it means they prioritize your health first before anything else getting you to your goals in a healthy sustainable way physically and mentally without any repercussions right and dominique 
one of my one-to-one clients she's an absolute queen she sent it to me or she replied to it and was like oh my god if i've ever seen a saying that's you that's you um and we have like a really good relationship and she's making so much progress but it doesn't mean that sometimes i don't have to be like to my clients okay calm down like this is there's so many different ways to like find your progress we don't want to go too quickly because that's you know it's not going to help us we need to see trends consistently we need to get to know your body at the start no like not nobody but a lot of them don't understand how to work with their cycle at all or how to rationalize their cycle or um anything like that and they're they're blaming themselves for the period cravings they feel awful about it but over time whenever we find them trends we identify them and then we make a little plan going forward so i would recommend you doing that as well um i can't even remember what i was saying what i was saying before oh yeah it was about the um the progress pictures sorry uh, the reason i don't always share progress pictures and the reason i said that say that little quote that i quoted there was just i'm not saying before and after photos are bad i take before and after photos i really get what my clients say if they will do them to do them if they don't send them to me i don't pressurize them i'm like right you keep it and then if in a few months time you feel like oh, okay i see a big difference i'm happy for like me to share it with you that they can share it then or they can just keep it themselves i would put the photographs in a hidden folder in your phone so you're not constantly going back and comparing um over time but progress photos are an unreal way to see like differences in your physique without looking at the scales doesn't mean you have to post them on instagram if you don't want to um, and the reason that i said i'm not i'm not against them at all i i think they're class and i think they're a really good representation um you know of clients but it just doesn't show the context of them like how often have you seen a before and after photo and clicked into it and actually read the caption about like all the genuine wins they've had most people only look at the before and after photos and they're like i want that coach because i'm gonna look from that to that but they don't look at the time frame. They don't look at like, you know, them being able to go out and maybe reduce their like overeating from their over restriction and how they're feeling in themselves and the confidence they've gained and the, you know, the personal best that they've hit in the gym and like the fact that they're able to go out now to a family meal and stand happily in a photograph and the fact that they're able to wear the crop top and feel a little bit more comfortable or they're going on holidays and they didn't do a restricted diet. You don't read them things and you don't see them things because all you do is look at the before and after. Now, like with that being said, they're a fucking great way to monitor progress. So just bear those things in mind as well. I'm not saying progress photos are bad. I use them all the time with my clients. Um, but do, if you are ever looking for a coach, bear those things in mind. Um, because quite often, and I'm, I'm not like pointing out anyone in particular, but like quite often you will go, and I've done it before because I literally got my, my coach that I lost my period with. I, I got them off a before and after photo. I was like, oh yeah, I want to do that because they've been able to do that for somebody. Um, but it doesn't tell you anything about the coach so make sure you know who the coach is and what they stand for and, and you're aligned with what they they do and what their vision is and then go ahead you know with it 100 if that's what you want to do i'm not 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 saying photo, um before and afters are bad and the other way to monitor progress is measurements are fantastic for for fat loss to measure your progress i have people who literally don't have the scales move at all because they're doing body recompositions but they are measuring their what do you call it doing their measurements and they see literally like full 30 centimeter rulers fall off them they they lose centimeters all over their body and like absolutely see a complete difference in their physique their scales don't replicate that as much but they're um 
literally like i said gaining muscle losing body fat so the scales don't really replicate it but they're smaller because of the more muscle that they've gained because muscle is obviously smaller visually than um fat and yeah they see a massive decrease in the amount of um centimeters that they see come off them so measurements are fantastic like i said before and after photos are fantastic more importantly and the most important thing ever how the hell are you feeling girl or boy if you're listening to this how are you feeling like is your energy up are you happier are you more productive is your sex life better do you feel a little bit more confident in the bedroom are you you know buzzing to go out for a walk are you standing up a little bit taller are you able to go on um the squat rack and not feel like you don't belong there are you able to hit a personal best what's your performance doing are you you know hitting pbs are you running faster are you getting on the pitch maybe are you I don't know, like getting your first pull up or your chin up? Are you able to hold a handstand for a second longer? Are you doing your first ever squat? Did you go to the first ever class on your own? Did you maybe go to an extra class? Did you maybe do your first ever home workout? Like, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? Because that is where it's at. That is where it's at. And that's what everyone overlooks. Who gives a flying fuck if you are in a smaller body, if you don't feel good inside? Because I've been there and I've seen clients do it as well. I'm like, listen, it's that whole I'll be happy when mentality. I am not saying it's not healthy to lose body fat or that you can't have a physique goal. You can and it's your own executive decision. But if you're not happy in the process of getting there, you're not going to be damn happy when you get there. And I can tell you that much for free. So do not place your entire worth on what a scale tells you. Like you could literally see two bodies, one at the weight you are now and one at the weight that you think you want to be. You could look at them and you don't see happiness between the two of them. That's not where happiness lies. It comes from within. Now, like I'm saying, it doesn't mean that maybe dropping some scale weight, et cetera, doesn't mean that you might get the freedom to do more things. You might be fitter, you might run faster, you might be healthier, you might be able to run after your kids, 100%, but make sure you're happy along the way because the skills cannot define you and they should not define you because you are so much more than them. And it's literally the gravitational force that you have to the earth. And sometimes when you say that, you realize, okay, I'm not going to let this fucking piece of metal on the ground tell me how I'm feeling today. I know last night I did go out and I had a really good time and I had a glass of wine and I had a few pieces of bread with camembert with my boyfriend and it was great and I don't mind it and I know that if I don't panic and I go back to my routine aka a keeper lit I am going to see that come back off again because I am still losing body fat and it's water weight that I'm holding on to and with that being said if over time all you see is an uptrending trend but you're trying to lose body fat then you're not in a calorie deficit and it's not just water weight that's being held on it is probably body fat if it's over time and it's going the opposite direction to where you want it to be um unless obviously your goal is to put on a fuck lot of muscle but in order for that to even happen and for for you to um be able to build that much muscle you won't have been in a deficit you will be essentially eating enough if not more than your body's demands and training really hard and then you'll see it increase as well so bear that in mind as well i'm not saying that oh my god just because the scales went up it's not like ever body fat if it's over time and it's going up and you want it to be going down then it probably is anyway i hope that that was helpful for you i hope that alleviated some stress regarding the scales so that you don't have to fuck the scales out you can normalize that the scales don't control you 
But the last thing I will say is if the scales do trigger you, stop fucking stepping on them, please. Please, 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 please. Even if that's for a brief period of time, like I literally have had clients before and I tell them, I'm like, right, what triggers you? Because if it triggers you, we're not doing it. Um, Like if it triggers you right now, we're not doing it. If you wanna try it for a week and you can tell me it doesn't trigger you and you understand what I'm saying, you can continue. But if you're coming back and you're in any way dictating your check-in or your value from that scale weight, it's coming, it's coming away. Because what happens is those people are happy when it goes down, 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 but they can't cope with it if it even goes up once. Um, and it can go up, like I said, for a variety of reasons. So do not do it if it triggers you. That might mean stepping away from the scale for a while and then coming back to it. To be honest, I think people who want to get like normalized with the scale and understand it a lot better who maybe aren't triggered by it or maybe who are even triggered by it right now but still want to understand it I would do two two experiments first of all I would weigh yourself like 12 times in one day just one day and understand that you're gonna see as you eat throughout the day it go up and down and then be like oh right okay she was she was right like literally science experiment here do that Um, and second of all commit if you're gonna weigh yourself weekly weigh yourself daily because you will then see fluctuations in that um over time and then you will normalize it as well the best way to weigh yourself if you're going to weigh yourself is more frequently or even multiple times a week the same time in the same conditions with your clothes ideally like i said off maybe in your bra knickers don't be wearing jewelry etc all those things are gonna like add on top of it um and yeah that'll be the most consistent way that you can do it yeah you get me you feel me Anyway, have a great week. If anyone's struggling with the skills or needs any help with anything, you know exactly where I am. I'm on Instagram at Fit. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it. Honestly, means the world to me or give it a wee rating on Apple or Spotify podcast so then I can get out to more people and you guys are making my literal dreams come true. So I love you so much. Have a fantastic day. And as always, keep her lit.